0: following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, there's a certain prayer that I have heard you talk about before that uh, it, what you say is that it really helps to get you back to reality, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. to, to see yourself. Um, as God sees you. So, uh, if you would let us in on what that prayer is, love to hear that.
1: Well, well, it's it's nobody else's prayer. It's not written. Um, it's not like something you would read um, um, on a on a card or anything. It's just personally.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, now, I was raised. Um, I'm just. I'm gonna try to say I haven't thought about how to say that to answer your question. I, 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 I don't think I was aware of um, sin. I mean, if you'd said to me, June, um, have you ever sinned or chosen wrong? Well, I would say yes. Mm. I mean, because I think everybody has to admit, but. Um, And I could think of things later Um, because I grew up in an unusual situation where, with a a fictitious last name, I was taught to do certain things, um, how to fill out forms that were not true. Hmm. Uh, I, I put my name as June Wright. Well, there was no real June Wright, but that, that I grew up that way for 12 years, and um, or 13. So, uh, so I, this is my prayer, Lord, may I see my sin as you see it. May I hate my sin as you hate it. Help me see, and th- that that's the core.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, but, but I mean, I'm 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 very serious. It's it's like periodically. See, I don't want to just get away with anything because um, I think that's where a lot of people are. And I just help me see when my heart has been hardened, help me feel the guilt I need in order to turn from my sin. By the way, I call this good guilt the intention for us is when we have chosen wrong, when we have rebelled or done something that literally we should not do, um, I think we can rationalize that. Now, now, by the way, that's for people like me. <laughs> I, but There's another part where people can have uh, false guilt. But for me, I needed this. And I, I, I've written several um, more phrases that I can do for me. Help me face the wounds of my past, the wounds, the hurts of, uh, of my past, to receive your healing. Thank you for removing the guilt of my sin as I confess it. Uh, empower me to walk in victory. Over this sin through your supernatural strength. And by the way, um, I, I put this in our keys. Um, it's the only place we have it. I'm talking about our keys on the topic of guilt. And it's, it's really living guilt-free. Because God does not intend for us to uh, be... Uh, condemning ourselves, uh, our our own selves. Uh, He's not... um, In fact, that the whole point of Jesus coming from heaven to earth is to die on the cross for our sin, for the guilt of our sin, so that if we receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior... Literally asking Him to be our personal Lord and Savior, then He comes into our lives and He forgives all of our sin, past, present, and future. But I needed, because I remember I had difficulty with lying. And I didn't see it that way and I never thought of myself as lying. I just needed to change the truth. Now <laughs> that you understand that's yes, lying, but that's but sure. but I didn't see it that way. I I just needed I was trying to be loyal to mom and um and to to our to our family. And so I had a hard time but I, I wasn't raised in a biblically based church. I didn't I wasn't grounded in the Word of God. and um, so I didn't know how God thought. I didn't know truth. And so the the key, again, that is that first part, I need, this is what I needed. Lord, may I see my sin as you see it. May I hate my sin as you hate it. that's that's what part I needed for me to not rationalize to not um, say oh well but I do good over here you know because that's where a lot of people are they well but look at the good that I do and so then they'll excuse what um, is really what we need to confess before God and he'll empower us to not stay in a state of of wrong choices. But this is uh, where we need to have a humility before Him and be totally honest.
3: June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl.
0: You are listening to Hope in the Night. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry. We thank you for that. I want to recommend tonight the keys for living called Guilt, Living Guilt Free, as June was speaking about that a moment ago. And if you'd like to get your copy of that, just order it directly from our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd love to help you to get to God's hope through our resources, if that resource is good for you or maybe some other we have over 100 titles that would be uh, useful for you that uh, maybe in your situation they can recommend something that would be uh, that would be helpful so the number again 800 488 HOPE 800 488 4673 if you would like to speak with June about something going on in your life just give us a call and uh, we'd like to talk to you about being on an upcoming hope in the night the number is 800 917 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, just leave a detailed message. We'll get back to you to talk to you about being on an upcoming program, and uh, we'd love to have that conversation. The number, again, 800-917-800-644-4817. Well, let's uh, welcome to our program a returning caller this evening, listening on KKLA in California. We welcome back Kathleen.
1: Well, bless your heart, Kathleen. I I was so um, touched by what you experienced, and um, I'm so glad we are going to talk again because I see you're very, very uh, tender-hearted. You have experienced a tragedy and a trauma, and... um, my heart just went out to you, and it is imperative that you be able to receive the true comfort of the Lord. And so I'm just just giving you what I feel about you, and I'm so glad we were able to talk last week. Thank you for... Uh, for 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 us being able to be together again
5: believe me it's our pleasure Uh, we both felt the same way after talking to you
1: thank you uh,
5: that was a lovely prayer too. the opening prayer that you started with the the sin
1: yes yes thank you i appreciate that i've i am not sure that i've actually i haven't i haven't quoted that before even though it's written down but it's not it's not uh, you know some people write they they read prayers that are written but um this is really from the heart where i i just want to be absolutely transparent before god and yet when you and i talked what i was hearing was that you were feeling guilt but it's a very different situation Um, you had compassion for a relative that you basically took in as a son wasn't your son but because of uh, his his mother. Uh, what uh, what I was um, hearing was that she was an alcoholic. There was uh, drug abuse, uh, and therefore he was actually she was actually abusive toward him. Your the the fourteen year old and. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, no, just verify to me how long was he under your wing, you, you and and your husband David. Uh, David how long
5: was here did as well, he? Um, well, we picked him up at least twice a year and spent a few weeks with him for his whole life. Oh. Um, we then, uh, when he was local. <laughs> Again, we saw him all the time. But we had him here in our home for almost four years.
2: Okay.
1: All right. And and then through certain circumstances, I mean you were you were really providing a precious um care to him and he loved you and verbalized that. Yet,
5: all the time, all yeah. the time, and he wrote, wrote lovely cards, and um, mm. he called me Mama Bear. Oh, um, you know, mm. just just a sweet kid. We had a very good time. David and yeah. he also had a very good time. So he was being introduced to a real man versus mm. the men that my sister brought into her life. Mm-hmm. It was. It was a very, very well. We changed his education to fully a biblical worldview. His, I mentioned before, his coaches and teachers and um, the authority of men around him were all pastors. Mm. Um, All the kids were just fabulous. That you know, the the kids Mm -hmm. would give you the eye contact. They're not afraid to approach and shake your hand. Um, So he was, was. really surrounded with um wholesome good yummy people and people would notice it uh, on the street and 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 compliment Mm. us Mm. and it was you know shocking at first because you don't expect that but like sometimes even yeah even if we would go to the market or whatever he'd get out of the car run around and open my door and you Uh know men and women would just be aghast at his politeness you know? So all mm-hmm. of
1: it just came as such a shock that I'm still in shock. Well, no one expects in this situation, especially as you've described it, a suicide. And I know it broke your hearts. It had to. Because you poured out love to him and he was responding. And... When we were talking um i mean i I was so impressed with what you and David were doing uh, very clearly uh, I, I it was so obvious that you were an answer for his life for just apparently even younger than. What I was aware of, I, I hear now the involvement, the very intentional involvement uh, before he came to live with you for those um, almost four years. Um, one, one quick thing I'll interject, um, this is David again, of course.
6: Yes. Um, when he just he was just about to turn four years old, uh, he was born in two thousand and two. But anyway, his mother decided. She was going to leave her network of family uh, and friends and 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 moved they moved up to southern Utah four hundred miles away mm. so granted we, we did see him in the summers and things like that and you know other times but it's it's not the same when somebody lives ten or fifteen miles away as opposed to four hundred
5: and that's true her downfall, you know she got worse when she didn't have any. Any support? She just, she just abused herself, and she went down so fast. Mm. Mm-hmm. She killed herself within what five years? Was it even that long? It was
6: a little longer than that, but well.
1: the, In other words, you're saying it was the drinking. Wow. Well, you know, this is what makes it so hard because you all know. What it, what it didn't have to be. And yet, it, it's, what I think is important is to look at what you did do. Your hearts were right. In my opinion, you were rescuers. And there are times when there are... You know, um, I grew up in a dysfunctional home and I can still remember several people who tried to reach out to me. Um, now I couldn't talk, and I meaning, I, I was, um, uh, I, I wasn't verbal. I could physically talk, but I, but I couldn't get out words. And I had several people who. Uh, well, I'm thinking about one woman in particular um, at, at, at a time when I was 14 and all I made all Fs and one D um because there was huge trauma I had been beaten and um sent away uh to boarding school and uh it, but it, you know that's a dysfunctional home when these things happen and And so there was someone who was like a tutor, and she kept trying to get me to talk, but I couldn't get words out. But I never forgot it, because I thought if ever I could talk, if I could get it out, I would want to tell this woman what was really going on at home. And, you know, this is one of those things where most people don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And so um because it, it but it was very dysfunctional and and then much later i and in a, my young adult years all of a sudden I was at the same um I, I, I was in her presence, we were both at a like a wedding shower or, or something, and uh, all of a sudden she she came up and and then then i was able to talk and she said i tried to reach out to you i said i know but even the fact that you even tried meant the world to me and i never forgot it it's like i i, I felt cared for i felt um somebody Cared about me, you know, and and but but I I said, I'm so sorry. I always felt I had a cork in my throat and I couldn't get out what was the truth. And she said, I really tried to get you to. I said, Yes, I know, I, I knew you, but see, my point is, I just remember at age 14, um, the pain was so severe, I couldn't, I, I didn't know what to do. And you know, this is where he. Knew what you were doing, he but for both of you, and he verbalized this immense appreciation. Now he did, yeah. And and I, this is where, um, if you think about, I, I want us to focus on something because you had talked about basically. Um it's like being overwhelmed with guilt. And I know there was a, an incident, but I, we we really need to talk about something that's so important here because there is true guilt and there is false guilt. And I want to describe both because when we and we've all been guilty, the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Um, every, every person has chosen wrong, but this, God's intent is not for us to be overwhelmed with guilt, and that's why I, I think it's, we can clarify several things that I believe will be very helpful to you both.
3: a heart for people who are hurting and broken you want to throw them a lifeline but sometimes you just don't know how lifeline to hope is a brand new one-of-its-kind caregiver training designed just for you using video-based instruction from leading experts plus relevant case studies and interactive exercises, you can discover how to effectively provide support, encouragement, and spiritual care. The ultimate goal is to connect lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This 10-week Lifeline to Hope program can train and deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church and community. Be the person in your church that brings together caregivers to become better equipped to meet the hurting. Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. lifelinetohope.org.
7: If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies, on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth, and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org.
0: Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We want to help you and we want to help you help others. We want to uh, recommend this Keys for Living tonight called Guilt, Living Guilt Free. And if you have any questions about that or any other topic, really, you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the appropriate resources. Their number, again, 800-488-4673. That's 800-488-HOPE. If you'd like to email them, you may do so, if that's more convenient for you, at customer support. At hopefortheheart.org, ask any questions you have there regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. Again, that's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to our conversation tonight with Kathleen and David.
1: Well, I'm so glad the two of us are talking, the the two of you with me. But I want to say um, first, Kathleen, I want you to describe because. you're You had described. You had said that you were struggling with this huge guilt. I want to hear what do you feel guilty about. I know you said. By the way, I do know you said it to me the other night. But I want to hear it from you one more time.
5: No problem. First, I want to tell you how happy I am to hear that you got to uh, literally thank that woman. That's, that's fabulous.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, thank you.
5: Anyway, uh-huh. explaining my guilt, one of the first things I told David when when he was put in his room here, safe and warm,
2: mm-hmm.
5: and and considerably happier, was that I think I now found my purpose in life. Mm -hmm. So, when it was over, it was like, uh, on top of the guilt was now I don't even have a purpose. But the way we were raising him was on the philosophy of a win-win result. Um, Almost every day, he would even say, hey, Kate, that's a win-win, you know, just because Mm -hmm. he he got it. Like if he had an argument with a friend, walk away with a win-win, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Also, some things would happen. Like there was a much older kid in in uh, his Bible study, and he they got they got rowdy in the in the corner with a bunch of bean bags, and this mm-hmm. big kid just kept landing on top of Seth really hard,
2: mm-hmm. and
5: I, I just went up, grabbed his loophole and pulled him off of him, and mm-hmm. set turned around and winked, and he goes, you "Got my back." Because that was Mm -hmm. another thing. I've always got your back, and that nothing, nothing bad would happen to him under my watch. Mm -hmm. And it happened. So the guilt hammers me, like, even sometimes in the middle of the night. Logically, I can see what you're saying, that um, that's not going to help me in any shape or form to feel that guilt. And that what we did do, what we really, really tried to do with him, was raise him as a biblical man.
1: Well, you you did that. I mean, you poured. You made sure that there was truth available to pour into him. And that is, I can't think of anything more important in the roles that you two had. Um, You did what was most beneficial for him. Love does what's best in behalf of another person. That's the essence of agape love, the kind of love that is the highest form of love, spelled A-G-A-P-E. It's agape love. Uh, the kind of love that God, where we read God is love, He seeks what is in our best interests. He seeks to do what is best for us. And you, from everything I'm hearing, um, there there wasn't a selfishness about this. You delighted in doing the things that would be best. For a teenager who was responding, now we know that that there were there was a wrong choice he made, and um, he. But I mean, but this is not unusual, Um, and he he admitted um, that he did something deceitful. Um, that, but that was his choice. I think I'm looking at it, I, I want to see this from God's point of view. Um, by the way, you mentioned your response. You You were angry when you found that he had been deceitful. And... Yet he responded uh, to I me. Mean, it's like there's a point at which I'm, I'm going give, to give you the four causes for anger hurt, injustice, fear, and frustration. Anytime any of us have anger, it's hurt, it's one of the four or a combination hurt, injustice, fear, and frustration. Anger is like the red light on the dashboard of the car, blaring, saying something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And there was something that was wrong, and that was you needed to confront, you needed to uh, enable Seth to see what he Um, that he was playing with fire. In other words, he... and, And this is part of training young people. So just like when Jesus had anger when there were these money changers in this temple, they were corrupt, and he went to the temple... And drove out the money changers, turned their tables over. People don't think of Jesus doing this, but he did. But it was because he was solving a problem at that time. Yeah, he was just, justified. And it it is it is literally a type of anger, um, and it's a type of indignation that's called righteous indignation, you saw that he needed correcting. You knew that if you just permit teenagers, and I was a youth director, so I saw parents who let their kids get away with whatever, and it did not help them. It was right, in fact, the Bible is very clear that that is not a biblical position. Um, in fact, we are told certain uh, actions uh, require uh, discipline and but that but that's biblical and right. so for you to have anger is not a sin. In fact, the Bible even says, be angry, but do not sin. Be angry, but do not sin. I think that's huge.
5: It is huge, and I truly believe that I did not sin my anger, per se. I um, definitely was hurt, felt injustice, Mm -hmm. and was frustrated all at the same time. Yes. Because we had just discussed that the woman that um, called me to say that her daughter mentioned that she thought he was suicidal. It, that little girl was against her parents' wishes, also on social media. And she was being groomed by an older man that was sending scene photographs to her. And David, oh my goodness. I mean, Seth and I talked about it and said, uh-huh. Do you see now why? This is not something you're you're going to be on until you're an adult. This stuff never goes away.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: And, he, and he said he understood. But the whole time, after all these discussions, to find out that he'd been on for months, and I didn't know.
6: June, another yeah. uh, thing that happened, mm-hmm. maybe three months or so before that time, uh, we mentioned to you he was involved in a lot of extracurricular activities, yes. including... Uh, ice hockey and Muay Thai in, in particular, um, he would go to a studio not far from our home, maybe half a mile or so, ride his bike down there and, and work out. Um, somehow, Kate had like a sixth sense where she wanted me to check on him one afternoon, and sure enough, he wasn't there. Hmm. And there's a there's a park up beyond kind of where we live, back in the hills, really, and and we have gone on walks a couple times up there, but I remember something pulled me up there, and sure enough, he was there. And, boy, hmm. well, you can t- talk about anger coming out. You know, like, you know, what are you doing? You mm-hmm. know, he, he was in an element where just bad things are going to happen. You're going to be around kids that might be doing drugs wow. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so when, when he got back, he was grounded for, what, three weeks or so? So, I mean, he knew there were consequences to actions you know and yes. i don't know if that's a 14 year old just you know like they're saying you know Liz, let me you know don't come down too hard on me i don't know i i agree with you there's there has to be discipline
5: i was definitely in tune with him that's why i knew he's not he's not at Muay tight can you wow. go check
1: uh huh amazing but see see one thing in fact if you talk to conscientious parents you'll hear them say I know I need to catch my son or my daughter so that they don't get away with things because if if they just go on and get away with self-willed, irresponsible living, then you're training them in essence. You're allowing them to have patterns that are hard to break later. So... Grounding is part of, I wrote a book called B- Bonding with Your Teen Through Boundaries. Um, those who love their kids have boundaries for their kids. In other words, there's a line that shouldn't be crossed. If they cross the line, then there's a repercussion. And But this is what God did at the beginning of Humanity, when he created Adam and Eve, he told them only one thing not to do don't eat from that tree. And what did they do? The very thing he told them not to do. So he said, If you do this, then there's a repercussion. And indeed, there was a repercussion, but it was because of their choice. And so you were being biblical to have a consequence now he wasn't mature enough in the end to and we talked about that the brain does not fully develop until age 25 to 28 and you would you obviously had no idea what you you, you don't know the future you don't know what You couldn't know what he would do when he went to his grandfather's house. But um, we'll come back.
3: June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl.
8: As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself. And he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800 17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations. Only people who have grown hopeless There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817.
0: Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You were listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of our ministry. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 Keys for Living that will help you address what's going on in your life. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd like to help you access the resources you need. Our Keys for Living tonight, we're recommending called... Guilt living guilt-free, and uh, they'll help you with that at customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Also find lots of resources at our website, hopefortheheart.org, including what we call our quick reference guides. They're really just a, a two-page kind of an excerpt from many of our keys for living. Uh, so, so many titles there, and you can go and take a look there. If you feel that you would like more information, you can always get the uh, larger, Keys for living, but just go to hopefortheheart.org, dot org. Look for the free resources tab, and I hope that helps. Well, let's get back to our conversation tonight with Kathleen and David.
1: Well, I, I'm going to mention what I said. The I think it's important to focus on the word guilt. Um, I qualify true guilt and false guilt true guilt refers to the fact it's a fact it's not a feeling it is what I'm saying it's a fact of being at fault and deserving punishment and when we sin that means we are choosing to go to be independent from God it's like a the middle letter of the word sin is I. I will do what I want to do because I want to do it. That's independence from what is God's way. And so, when we sin, we are guilty. And so, um, we could say true guilt is a result of sinning. Even if a person doesn't feel guilty, they they are guilty. Um, and the, con- the converse of that is false guilt. And this is what I want you to hear especially. False guilt is based on self-condemning feelings, not fact, feelings that you've not lived up to your own expectations or, or perhaps the expectations of somebody else. False guilt arises when you blame yourself even though you've committed no wrong or when you have been guilty and yet continue to blame yourself after you have confessed and turned from your sin. So it can be you really haven't committed a sin, and I'm I'm am just going to even tell you. Years ago, I remember um, learning about uh, a, a part of the world where uh, people, and and uh, this is because of some missionaries explaining that they could not wear certain things because if they had long sleeves. That would be indicative of uh, someone who would be like a prostitute because of of the cost of long sleeves, and so the point is there would be people if they would wear and, and this this is false guilt by the way, where if somebody wore long sleeves because of growing up in a culture where they, they, um, they that would represent. Females being prostitutes um, they they could feel guilty, but they're not guilty, but that's because it was like a cultural thing and the only reason I'm saying that is there are different people in different parts of the world that can blame themselves even they even though they are not committing any wrong and and the second part of that is It can be those who have chosen wrong. Like I mentioned about how I used to lie. Well, when I came to Christ and literally uh, gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ, um, still for quite a while I was changing the truth Uh, because I was... um, and it was wrong, but I, I had a pattern. And and yet I needed to confess when, it, when I was wrong, when I would uh, literally lie. But then once, when I've done that, I don't, because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross for all of our sin i say all of our sin. He paid the price. Our part is to receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, giving Him control of our lives. Then the Bible, it says that He forgives our sin and remembers it no more. And so at times we can have a false guilt when we've been forgiven. And so and the other times we could feel have false guilt, but we're we haven't sinned. Now, do those two uh illustrations make sense to to you, Kathleen, since you're the one who's especially talking about this.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely, and I pray, you know, and ask, you know, Jesus to take this away, but um, it's only prevalent when when I do, when I get sabotaged, when, when something happens that brings it all collectively back, and, like, since the last time I spoke with you, none of that has happened, so I, I have been doing fairly well, um... You know, these bouts are always extraordinarily exhausting
2: mm-hmm. to where,
5: you know, you you can barely move after because everything hurts. But um, I feel much, much better.
1: Um, okay, like let's today, talk about what to do. I, I want to address then, um, and I'm going to tell you something that you may not be aware of. Um a solution can be as soon as you begin to feel false guilt because you did not do wrong, You, if, for you to correct someone, this is what a person in a responsibility of a parent, with those who have the responsibility of a parent or an authority figure, your job is to correct you did not do wrong. And what I'm saying is for you to if, if all of a sudden you feel this overwhelming guilt just say thank you. Thank you Jesus that you've paid the price for my for the guilt of my sin and that I know I can be at peace. See, he says he would give us a peace that passes all understanding. That's in Philippians. And I'll give you the reference of that. But the point is, a peace that passes, and just say, thank you for your peace that passes all understanding. So instead of the self-condemning feeling. The fact is, you have received a freedom. You've received. Um, it, it, this is this is again the the immense gift from from Jesus. For any true guilt, he's paid the price. Well, let me ask this. Have you, I'm going to ask this of you, Kathleen. Has there been a time in your life where you know you humbled your heart, you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, giving him control of your life? Or is that something you want to do?
5: It probably is a combination because I have and think I'm there. And then, then I lose the feeling because it is a very serene feeling when you're there. Like when I was doing um, a couple years ago before the virus, the, the yoga, practicing the yoga every day, like in the <laughs> meditations, I would use it as prayer time. And it just was so um, uplifting. It really, really was. I am back in the gym, but I'm not succeeding the
2: way I had
1: before. All right. Don't forget, um, this is, this is the, the true guilt that we have and when we're forgiven for our sin is a fact. It's not, it's not a feeling. The feeling is when we assume false guilt and but the, but the fact is you are forgiven for all sin when you humble your heart but if there is any combination let's let's do this let's let's pray you and me would you be willing to pray and and this is like a stake in the ground of uh the gift that God gave you of his uh His very being, Jesus is God, and he comes to live inside us. And he doesn't leave us or or forsake us. Um, Would you be willing to pray a prayer with me?
2: Yes.
1: Okay. Just pray after me. God, thank you for allowing me to come to know you through Jesus Christ.
5: Want me to repeat?
1: Yes, please. God, thank you for mm -hmm, allowing me to come to know you through Jesus Christ.
5: Allowing me to come to know you through Jesus
1: Christ. I yield my will to your will.
5: I yield my will to your will.
1: Jesus, I totally receive you as my Lord and my Savior.
5: Jesus, I totally acknowledge you as my Lord and my Savior.
1: Thank you for forgiving the guilt of my sin.
5: Thank you for forgiving the guilt of my sin.
1: Thank you that I am forgiven and set free.
5: Thank you that I am forgiven and set free.
1: And thank you that I have your peace that passes all understanding.
5: And thank you that I have your peace that passes all understanding.
1: And I will claim that every time I struggle in this area.
5: And I will claim that every time I struggle in that area.
1: In your holy name, I pray. In
5: your holy name, I pray.
1: Amen. Amen. Be set free, my friend.
0: We will send our uh, materials to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.